I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fans, if you have issues, some problems with yours and need to bring it in for service at your favorite shop or favorite dealer, Nick Stoffel, who is an ASC certified technician, runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, is back again this week. Nick Good morning. Thanks for joining us on this uh, holiday weekend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Always, uh, always a pleasure. I was looking at the forecast, listening to it, and uh, and, and hearing uh, Paul Douglas talking about we may not even get uh, enough snow for a white Christmas. A lot of people are saying, "Yeah, that's great." Uh, I know there's a downside to it for a lot of folks. Uh, driving, I guess, would be a positive thing. Uh, but temperature, I'm looking at some, uh, actually some text, Nick, as you know, we like to save text that we didn't get to from previous shows to help uh, folks out. So some of these <laughs> are related to warmer climate, warmer weather. Uh, but let me uh, let me uh, uh, give our phone number. It's also our text number. And if you have any kind of a car care question, uh, and don't wait. Uh, Nick takes his leave about 745. So if you have any kind of a problem with your vehicle, We'd love to hear from you, Nick. We'll give it a shot to uh, kind of analyze it over the air. Uh, the number to call or text 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Here's one of those I was uh, mentioning, and I know we've talked about this uh, over the years, uh, about not cleaning under the hood. Is it a good idea as, you know, just as a homeowner or do it yourself or I should say, uh to uh try to clean off uh, the engine, that whole compartment. What would you recommend? Of course, in a warmer warmer temperatures, but uh but what would you suggest? I know you guys do it at Lloyd's. 
you know, it's it's not overly complicated, but like you allude to there, you need to be careful on where you're sending water. Um, you know, we whenever we do a uh, an engine repair where we're getting oil and other fluids all over some of the engine's components or covers, we like to clean it up so it looks as good as it can upon completion. But if you if you send too much water in the wrong spot, you know, there's a lot of electrical items, uh, the air intake. There's there's some things we want to be careful of. So if you're gonna going to um, I think we've talked in the past, casually rinse off, you know, in the summer months with the garden hose and just kind of rinse things off. That's probably fine. I wouldn't take a pressure washer to it, especially if you don't know where you're sending that water. Um, and, you know, kind of wipe it down. If you have the capability of having a, a compressor, some air, you can kind of blow things off, wipe it down. And, you know, really it's a cosmetic thing that makes things look fresh and new. I've seen videos, and you probably have as well, uh, about uh, people, some people using some sort of, I don't know, a degreaser or, or some kind of uh, uh, detergent or something to uh, get rid of uh, that, that greasy film on there. Would you recommend doing that uh, or what? Well, we do use those degreasers. You know, a lot of oil can build up and create some sludge and some substance that needs more than just water. Um, but keep in mind when you're using that, rinsing that, that's hitting the floor and going somewhere. So you, if you have a, a drain or a way of containing and cleaning that up, you know, that's, you know, once again, you know, make sure you do your research. Just don't go into it blindly. Uh, but you, you don't want that over your garage. You don't want that over your yard. So I, I would caution somebody to kind of think ahead a little bit before they go ahead and go down that road. Yeah, absolutely. Again, 651-461-9226. You have a question for Nick about your car, your truck, your van. In fact, there's a related uh, text uh, that came in this morning, and I think it's a good question, about after taking uh, a car to a car wash, and we have a question about washing your car, too, uh, in sub-zero temperatures, what does a person do to prevent doors and windows uh, from freezing up? I think it's a good question. It, it is. I, you know, year-round, actually, if I run into the car wash, I usually have a, uh, a towel in my vehicle I can quickly wipe things down there's you know my truck is big and the blow dryer doesn't hit all the spots so i like to get those water droplets before they become water spots but in the winter months for sure that door jam that rubber seal make sure you wipe that down um you know same thing before the windows of the window channel you're not going to get all the water but it'd be good to get most of it and my my other thing too i'd say is um if it's possible if you're going to wash your vehicle make sure you're driving it for a bit before you head home you know give the chance for the heat of the vehicle to dry things out if you hop to the car wash and you live a block away, go park it outside, you're more likely to have problems with things freezing up. You know, I do once in a while when I found myself locked or, or a tough time opening it, I give that door an open and close, not slamming it, but uh, while when I found myself locked or, or a tough time opening it, I give that door an open and close, not slamming it, but uh, to operate the uh, all the doors after it's frozen. And again, I see temperatures moderating this coming week. So uh, that that may be moot. I'll tell you what, let's do this. Let's grab a phone call. I think Tom's calling in from uh, Dayton this morning. Uh, Tom, good morning. What is your question for Nick? A 2015 Dodge Durango 3.6. When I started up in the morning, the RPMs go right up to 1,500 RPM. Would that be correct? On a cold start, Engines will run a little bit higher to get uh, into a closed loop. We're trying to get everything warmed up, the oxygen sensors and all, all, all the emission systems. 
so to have it run at a higher RPM for a few moments on a cold start would be normal. Then I would assume it would come down to that eight, 900 RPM, uh, which would be a typical idle. And as you know, Nick, uh, every season at this time of year, we always get a question about how long do I leave my car running uh, during the winter? You know, the, the car doesn't care. You know, you start the vehicle. Within a few moments, most of the lubricants have worked their way through. They've, you know, they've uh, become more fluid. They, you know, they're, they're working, so they're fine. They're designed to work in colder temps. It's more of our comfort, you know, the cold seat, the cold steering wheel. Uh, we need to make sure the windows are clear. But my, keep in mind, you don't want to start your vehicle and let it run unattended. Um, someone can take it. And, you know, it, it uses more fuel. So, you know, we're becoming more conscious about fuel economy and, and being wasteful. And letting the car sit outside and run for several minutes or longer um, doesn't benefit the vehicle. It just, it just burns more fuel, which also then affects our fuel economy. So uh, keep that in mind. A, a few moments is one thing. Many minutes is probably not the right plan. Yeah, middle ground. All right. I tell you what, I'm getting a signal here, uh, Nick. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We have more uh, more questions to get answered here. Any kind of a car care question, let's hear it. As I said, Nick uh, takes his leave about 745. Our time goes by rather quickly. So call us or text us either way, 651-461-9226. We're talking cars. Problems this morning, as we always do for many years here in 830-WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you, Denny Long, back at it, along with Nick Stoffel, who happens to be an ASC certified technician and runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Nick, as usual, we like to tell folks if they need some help, uh, they've got uh, some issues with their car, their truck, their van, and they want some help from Lloyd's. How do we find you guys? A- absolutely. If you ever have a question, need a little more uh, advice before you take it into your dealership or shop, feel free to call 651-228-1316. If you happen to be walking along Grand Avenue in St. Paul, we're on the corner of Grand and Chatsworth, Yellow Brick Building, Green Awnings, and I'd really appreciate it if you check out our website at lloydsautomotive.net. Very good, Nick. We'll uh, get you that info uh, before uh, you leave uh, this morning, which is about 745. Uh, you have uh, problems with your vehicle? Call us or text us. Number is 651-461-9226. Texter says this, Nick, a 2019 Ram 1500 four-wheel drive does not engage the light blinks and eventually says service four-wheel drive. Oops, it just jumped. Um, well, we just got to hold, a... hold on a second. There's, we're getting all of a sudden a ton of them uh, jumped and it moved on the screen. Now, sometimes the texture says it eventually does engage. Do you think this is a big repair? Not Possibly not. There's an actuator, like a little encoder motor is what we call it, that when you turn the switch to go from two or auto to four high or four low, that motor down at the transfer case, those gears change the setting inside the transfer case. So it's possible there might be something with that um, motor that's not allowing it to get into four-wheel drive. So I would probably have that looked at before we do get snow because you you don't want to be without the four-wheel drive when that happens. But it, it probably isn't like a major transfer case or something 
significant, you know, I would hope it'd be just a motor or maybe even some sort of connection issue. Um, another texture, we're getting a bunch of Nick. Uh, what is texture says the first thing to go bad on a hybrid car, hybrid car. Some people say hybrid. I don't think there's a first thing necessarily. Honestly, I think most of the hybrid vehicles are pretty well designed just as our conventional combustion engines have been for years. They've been integrated very well. They've been around for 20 years. I mean, so I, I wouldn't say that there's a particular component, you know, the battery or the inverter or none of those um, items that I would say is super common. So I wouldn't, if you're contemplating, I, I wouldn't hesitate from buying a hybrid vehicle. I think that it's a good technology. And it helps with fuel economy and emissions and it's a good step forward. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of related uh, texts, uh, Nick. Uh, this one says, uh, good morning. You're talking about cold car care. What care should be taken for stored vehicles? Texter has a car parked in his heated garage, covered. Oil was changed prior to storing anything else I should be doing while it is uh, still uh, <laughs> still spring, uh, still relatively warm. What do you think as far as storage? And then the other related one is uh, the vehicle sits too. What can happen? If a vehicle sits too long without driving, you can feel both of those if you would. Absolutely. So the first uh, texter mentions that a controlled climate, they're just fine. You know, I wouldn't be too worried about much of anything. You're not worried about the extreme cold, which can be very hard on a battery. So if it's in a moderately uh, controlled temperature garage, I think fresh fluids, tires are chopped off, the battery's good and strong, I think you'll be fine. Um, if it's in a outside environment, I would consider maybe getting one of those maintainers on the battery because if the battery gets cold and freezes, that'll cause it to fail and need need to replace the battery. So depending on where the vehicle's stored, I might approach that differently. If a car sits too long, uh, and it depends what too long is, um, but things like the battery, it's not being cycled and charged. Your brakes, because those brake rotors are bare metal, can get rusty, and they can create corrosion and rust and pitting. Um, you know, the exhaust, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that can happen. Um, so if you're uh, a, a listener that, you know, doesn't drive as much as you're used to, what I like to tell people is that periodically, you know, if you're just doing the grocery store and small errands in, in your community, um, every so often I wouldn't – I wouldn't mind if you took the long way to the grocery store. So instead of going point A to point B, maybe take a loop to get a few extra miles, allow the vehicle to fully warm up, allow for the exhaust to clear all that moisture out to prevent any excessive rusting, let the brakes heat up, clean up those brake rotors, allow the battery to get fully charged. So you don't have to do it all the time, but every every several trips, it wouldn't hurt to take the long way on your way to your grocery store or wherever you're headed. And like you guys have said in the past many times, vehicles are meant to be driven, right? Absolutely. And we always, we, we rely on them, and we, as we should, but like if you're going to let it sit there for a week or two at a time, you're slowly deteriorating some of these systems, which is going to cost for more repair. So like I said, you don't have to go way out of your way, but it wouldn't hurt to take the long way every so often. Very good. Uh, I know we have to break for weather here in a moment, but uh, let's grab another text. This texter says, I have a 2014 Toyota Camry, 77,000 miles on it. The tires were replaced on uh, 
well, November 7th this year at a small shop. On Thursday, while driving south on 35, the tire pressure sensor popped while driving 70 miles an hour. I had been driving nearly an hour. The closest place to stop was Faribault. The truck stop had a faulty air hose, so I was sent to a station where the air hose was stolen. I have a Halo Bolt portable air compressor battery charger, so I used that at both stations. The sensor popped on again in Lakeville, so I exited 35 as soon as I could in Bloomington, got myself home. The small shop was closed yesterday. Any ideas about what's going on with uh, with that uh, tire or tire sensor? Well, you know, I'd be, I'd be careful um, just adding air. You know, sometimes these sensors at the 14, so like the car has a few years on it, nine, ten, maybe even 10 years before since it was made. Uh, there's batteries in those sensors, and it's possible that maybe one of the sensors is misreading. So if you have a gauge or way of checking the actual pressures, you know, I understand when you're in a pinch, do you do what you need to do? You kind of look at the Ford tires and kind of gauge which one looks low, add a little bit of air. I get it. That's what I would probably do myself. But you don't want to keep adding air, assuming that the the sensor is reading correctly. Because if you have a faulty sensor, you're going to overinflate those tires. So I, I would, you know, take it to the shop when when you can here this early next week. They'll check all the pressures, try to determine which position it is, and determine if like if it was really low and you're losing air, there's a, a leak somewhere, or is one of those sensors faulty? giving you the misleading information that you think you have a low tire. So I, I would I would caution, and um, if you need to use the vehicle, walk around, look at all four tires. If they look similar, I guess maybe I wouldn't be overly concerned for the weekend. But if one looks like it's getting lower, then I would probably be careful going too far. Yeah, get it checked. Hang on, Nick. We'll uh, take a bit of a break here. Nick uh, Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive will be with us for about another 10, 12 uh, minutes or so. Uh, if you have any kind of a car care question, we'd love to hear from you. 651-461-9226. From News Talk 830 WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, along with ASC Certified Technician Nick Stoffel. From Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, got to see you here in uh, probably less than two weeks, Nick. Another boy, those oil, those oil changes seem to come around pretty fast, but you got to keep it doing right. I mean, that's uh, actually a, a, overall, it's pretty cheap maintenance, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. If we follow that maintenance schedule, do our oil changes at a regular schedule, I assure you, over the life of the vehicle, it will save you money versus the cost of the repair. I understand that our time is very limited and our schedules are very full and it's the holidays and we all have very, very full schedules. So make sure you get on, get on the phone with your shop, get your appointment. Many shops are running a couple weeks behind. So gives a little time to plan ahead, uh, but try to get that in on the schedule before you have to travel for the, uh, the next holiday session here with Christmas and New Year's and all that coming up. So just make sure you're, you're planning ahead the best you can. Very good. Good advice. Texter says this, Nick, a 2014 Chevrolet Silverado 1500 seems to shift too quickly. Be 20 and 30 miles an hour, it stumbles. Uh, Texter says, if I shift manually, no problem. What do you think? Well, I guess I'd like to drive it or have, you know, 
write that down, take it to your shop, have them drive it. They can drive it with a scan tool, collect some data to see when those solenoids are operating. You know, an automatic transmission is using pressurized fluid and it's creating um, pass or just passages that allow it to switch gears. So if one of those solenoids is hesitant or if there's an issue um, with the way that's happening, it could cause a delay in the shift or a harsh shift. Sometimes it can have a little bit of a lag. Um, so I, I would probably have someone look at it. I wouldn't start adding any additives or changing any of the fluid or anything like that yet. I'd have, some, have a professional drive it with the scan tool, collect that data, try to get a little bit of information before we start attempting some, some sort of repair. Okay. Uh, we still have time. We have a few minutes remaining. If you have, uh, we do have some text we'll uh, get to. Uh, our phone number happens to also be your text number, 651-461-9226. Why does, question is, 2024 Equinox need to cover the turbo in cold weather? And another question is, what is considered cold? Well, we know what's considered cold here. I haven't heard about this issue. Is that true, Nick, about uh, covering mm-hmm. the turbo? Well, I'm not sure uh, what they're alluding to. Now, obviously, uh, as vehicles are designed, they do use a lot of insulation and protection to keep things from freezing up, I, I suppose. Um, but, you know, the turbos have been around forever. And they've been subjected to both extremes, hot and cold. Um, so I, I don't know in this specific issue if there's something that's a, like a recall or, or bulletin. Um, but it, as far as too cold... You know, it's funny because when you look in the owner's manual and it used to talk about different types of fluids and temperatures, I think when you get down below freezing on a regular consistent basis, which we do in our climate, that's considered cold. So um, obviously when we get sub-zero, that's that's an extreme. Um, But I think as far as vehicles go, when they're talking about cold weather, they're talking about sub-freezing. So you get below 32 degrees Fahrenheit at a sustained time, which we, we will hear soon for a while. Um, and so I, I would say that's what they would measure as that. Um, and once again, as far as covering a turbo, I, I'm not aware of any additional uh, remedy or need there. Okay. Interesting question here concerning a 2016 Ford Explorer. This is a smell question. 62,000 miles on it. Uh, lately, it's been smelling really, really bad, like the exhaust uh, really uh Really stinks, and I'm wondering if it isn't that uh, that uh, sulfur smell. They're referring to maybe it's a catalytic converter issue. Uh, could that be that kind of a smell? Could it be coming from that? It, it could be. You get that strong, eggy sulfur smell. Uh, there could be something going with the converter. There could also be something going with one of the oxygen sensors that's measuring the amount of oxygen in the exhaust which is the environment where that converter runs. So if one of the sensors isn't reading properly or misreading, I should say, uh, the fuel adjustments in the engine can be as such that it could cause it to overwork that converter, which can give off that smell. So if you're noticing uh, a couple clues that you have this bad smell, if there's any idling or starting concerns, fuel economy's changed, I'd probably get that into your shop, have them do a little diagnosis there to see what's going on. Okay. Uh, this uh, texter says this, uh, Nick, the dealer forgot to tighten the oil filter. How do I get oil, a huge spill, off my garage floor? Well, you, you guys have, there at Lloyd's have to 
have to deal with that once in a while. You hope not to, but uh, you try not to. But what do you guys do? What, what, how do you clean up an oil spill on a garage floor? You know, it's the it's nature of any business. Um, mishaps happen. Uh, sometimes the seals don't seal as they should. You can get a little bit of a fluid leak. Um, even outside of a maintenance or repair, as cars age, they can develop a leak. So if you end up with any kind of oil on your garage floor, uh, kitty litter will work. So if you have that readily available, or that is easily attained. You put it on there or, or the floor dryer, the oil absorbent stuff, and you can let it soak. Let it sit there. Give it a, 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 you know, a day maybe if it's in an environment where it's not going to get any water on it. Uh, you can walk on it a, a little bit so it'll kind of pull most of that from the, the cement, um, and then you can sweep up and dispose of it. At that point, you can take a little bit of soap, a little bit of water, kind of scrub it if it's a small area. That should do a pretty good job. You know, Will it be a foolproof? Maybe not. But I think with using that absorbent to pull as much oil as possible, using like a, a, a Dawn detergent or something that will break down the oil with a little soap and water to do the rest of it, um, and you know, in, in those situations, obviously we have different products at our shop because we scrub our floors nightly. But uh, Dawn does soap, a little kitty litter is probably the best for a do-it-yourselfer. Okay, very good. Here is a, a 2014 Impala. Doesn't have any issues. Got 80, uh, 89,000 miles on it. Their question is, when shall I flush the radiator? So how, how often do you change you know, the fluid in a cooling system in a 2014 vehicle? Well, if it hasn't been done yet, I understand it's low on mileage, but based on time, you're getting close to 10 years, I think it's probably due. Um, for anyone, the next time you're in, your, in for maintenance, it's getting to be the cold season. We always like to talk about batteries and antifreeze. I would tell you when you go in for your next service, have them test the coolant. They're going to test it for protection level. They're also going to take a look at the condition even smell it, quite honestly. And if it's getting discolored, collecting a bit of a smell, we might be getting some um, breaking down of the coolant, which means it's not lubricating and maybe protecting all those components as it should. Uh, and it'd be, do, it'd be time to do it. If your car is going to be getting, pushing 10 years old, I think it's probably getting close time to do it. Most vehicles, maintenance intervals, it's in the high tens of thousands. They are pushing 100,000 miles on that regular service. So, if you haven't had that done, check the owner's manual, check your records, and that, that might be another maintenance item you want to get taken care of the next uh, next time you're going for uh, for repair. Yeah, good advice. Nick, we have to run here, make way for Jack Farrell's Wine Chat. Uh, for those folks that uh, maybe need some help from you and your crews at uh, Lloyd's uh, Automotive, how do we find you? Yeah, no problem. If you have a question, need any advice, please don't hesitate to call. You can reach us at 651 651- Two two eight one three one six, and if you're ever on Grand Avenue, we're at the corner of Grand and Chatsworth, two blocks east of Lexington Parkway. And if you don't mind, check out our website at LloydsAutomotive.net. Very good, Nick. I hope you enjoy the rest of the holiday with uh, with you and your family. Uh, and let's do this again next week. Absolutely. Thanks, Denny. You bet. Thank you. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell's Wine Chat is straight ahead, followed by in the 8 o'clock hour, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney talking lawns and gardens. Stay with us here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.